friends. Well, I am super excited to be here with you. I am here, we are here, and you are there. Wherever there is, <laughs> maybe on a run, maybe doing dishes. What do people? Where, where do people listen to podcasts? Car, treadmill, car. treadmill, yeah, lawn mowing, yeah. People that walk on the treadmill, which or the sideways good. walk, sideways walk. Have you seen that? It's like a squat walk. I think. <laughs> or like a... I have not. <laughs> I have not. Oh, it looks hilarious. I, I, yeah, I haven't, but I have a picture in my head. <laughs> I'm cutting you off. Welcome, welcome to the subversive. Um, I am Chad Myers and founder of the subversive. If you could call it me, the founder, and I'm here. That's what some, I call you. I'm here with friends. Yeah. This way, uh, and I'm excited to be here with friends and I'm here with Kyle Bradley, friend, co-founder, co-founder. of the subversive and Mr. Jacob shuttle audio. Hi. Say hi. 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 Thanks. <laughs> hi. Uh, audio extraordinaire mm-hmm. and engineer of all things making this possible. And so, uh, we just want to say, I'm really excited to do this. Really excited that you might be joining me for my own journey on, uh, growth and development and conversation. And a lot of this is just going to be inviting you into it wherever you may be and uh, connect with you, hopefully in a way that's beneficial to you. So this is episode number one and the title, I feel like I have to tell you the title of number two first. Yeah. So that number one makes sense. Let's hear it. Okay, good. The title of number episode number two is what the what? You know what I mean? Like when yeah. people say what the what? Oh yeah. When okay. they used to say it. <laughs> is that <laughs> not in vogue anymore? <laughs> Thank you so much. What year was that? 2008. (laughs) So the title of this episode is what the why? Yes. So what the what and what the why, if you think that's lame and we decide against it, we'll just change it (laughs) on the actual podcast, uh, branding. So what we, what I want to do is kind of talk about why we're even doing this, why this is something that was a dream of mine and we're collaborating together. Uh, but, but first this raises all sorts of questions. Like, why do you need another podcast? You know, somebody said, what's a bunch of white guys sitting around talking? A podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say awesome. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. An awesome podcast. Unfortunately, it's like we're all a bunch of white guys talking in this room. We sure are. Yeah, in this room. But is that real? Like, I don't know. I just heard that as a joke. White. It's a joke. Mostly white demographic? I don't know. You check on that for us. If we added diversity, what would it be? That's, I guess that's another question. Mm. So why another podcast? Uh, You know, why do we, why is this now what's going on in our own lives that Mm -hmm. this is, that necessitates this going on now? Let me tell you a little bit about the what. I'm super, super excited. I'm surrounded, you may relate to this, by incredibly talented people. Surrounded by incredibly talented people. And so my dream is to do a podcast, to build a platform, uh, just to kind of get my voice out. Um, but I think other people around me have so much to offer. And so one of the things I'm really excited about is a quarterly publication, guest contributors, writers. Um, Kyle is brand genius and design genius. Yeah. (laughs) And going to make that uh, possible. And so that's going to be coming out at the end of this month. Uh, that's our target date for our quarterly publication, also known as the subversive. Yes. And we'll talk about like the, what, like what the, what next week, like the mission and vision and goal behind all that stuff. Like, what are we aiming to do? Um, but I want to talk about why, but first we should probably say where, yeah, who, when, yeah. where, yeah, let's where are that. we, where are we recording? Upshot. Oh, am I supposed to answer that? You can. Yeah, no. well, yeah. I can. We're in the back corner oh, yeah. of a very nice coffee shop. Nice. My favorite coffee shop. It is. It is my fave. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Uh, we're shooting the shot at Upshot. We are. I tried, I like to, get him, I tried to get him to tag it. Like <laughs> He's got to listen. Shooting our shot. Shooting the upshot. shot at Upshot. I like it. This is a little double entendre. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> he didn't bite that. He didn't bite on it. He's... You know, nervous. He's, he's, a, he's nervous. <laughs> well, he's not. It's the wonderful Connor Van Buskirk yeah. upshot, formerly yeah. known as VB or Van Buskirk's chocolate bar. Um, and you got to come check out upshot. It's in the, mm-hmm. it's in the heartbeat, uh, downtown Cottleville. Yeah. Wonderful place. Missouri, Missouri yep. podcast digital. This could be listened to beneath anywhere. the city lights, beneath the city lights. Yeah, what come, are you, what are you drinking? 
it's a pour over. Normally I drink cold brew. Okay. But I went with hot coffee because I didn't want to be kind of freaking out. Because you already had some cold brew. Yeah, I had some cold brew this morning. So I think it's called the Burundi. All right. I know very little. Oh, yeah, it's delicious. I just know very little about it. (laughs) The Burundi. Listeners, come check it out, this hot coffee pour. I'm having a wild berry scone. Highly recommended. They were generous on the icing, which you... Very generous. You can't beat generous on the icing. But there's so many good things here Mm -hmm. at Upshot. Come say hi to Connor. He's going to be a guest on our show soon. Um, Awesome. And uh, love to interview him. Looking forward to that. What do you recommend here? Uh, the drinking chocolate. Oh, the yeah. Dark drinking mm. chocolate. Yeah. How they top it with the mark. Oh, it's so good. It so is good. good. Yeah. It's tough to beat. Best drinking chocolate yeah. around. And it's, you know, it fall is on the cusp here in Missouri. So it's just, it's going to be like drinking chocolate season. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you're excited yeah. about Until that. spring <laughs> for <laughs> Jacob. It's, it's 90 degrees outside right now. I'm I not know. drinking anything hot today. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Yeah, it is warm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're at Upshot. We'll be here, um, and uh, we're we're happy to be here. You got to come check it out. Okay, what the why? Like, why are we here? Why does the world need uh, another voice, another perspective? Why does the world need you know another podcast or mm-hmm. another publication? Um, is that what the world needs? So. Uh, let me start. I'll start yeah, to try yeah. to answer. Just like, jump in. Let me tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I started and I'll then give you, you said, go I'll for it. I'll give you permission. Yeah. Jump, yeah. We'll, jump we'll give you permission on your podcast. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm just happy to be here with, with uh, friends and, and going forward and having this conversation. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be rich. Yeah. It's going to be rich. I'm excited. Absolutely. Um, why? And this is a question we all have to answer for ourselves. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you existing here on this planet? Why are you alive? Why are you breathing? And have you tapped into that? And I think in in the West, we're really, really, really good at focusing on the what. What am I going to do? What am I going to become? What's my major? What's You see what I mean? Like, it's all what? Yeah. And the why is the fuel for the fire. The why is the engine that gives you purpose and meaning. That's the question we're asking with a why. So why am I sitting here and you may be listening? And I would say several, several years ago, uh, I was invited to be a youth uh, camp speaker. And, uh, you know, at this camp in Ohio, and uh, it was a really exciting a week, uh, I was, I was there with friends. I was there with the old boss and there were six or 700 students there, dozens of churches. And there was, it was, it was pretty heavy though. Like okay. speaking wise, mm-hmm. it's like seven sessions in four days. That's a lot. Is a lot. Yeah. So all you, all, all me different, different topics in the morning and the night. So you imagine like you get done presenting at night and then, boom, you gotta, you're spending time with kids. That's what you got to do because yeah. you got to win as a camp speaker. You right. can't just go yeah. back to your room and be like, I'm tired. <laughs> and they're the harshest critic. Yeah. Well, uh, I would say the, I leaders, don't talk the, to them. the leaders were, the kids were, the kids, the kids can be big fans. The leaders are like, you know, you got to say this different and do that different. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, Mike, you're a pretty cool. Chad's a pretty cool guy. So the kids yeah. would like you. Sometimes I rub people the wrong way. Kids like me. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. so anyways uh it was pretty rigorous schedule um but here's the thing man i you may know how this goes you give yourself fully to something like i was swinging for home runs the 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 illustrations i was digging into the powerpoint i was putting together like everything i was trying to do for this camp and these kids and really see impact on them in a significant way was like okay i'm giving my whole self to this yeah. Single-minded. Mm-hmm. So at the end, I was like exhausted, but completely full. You ever had that experience? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, yeah, I think there's times that I've put so, yeah, you just put so much of yourself into something. You almost don't know how you'll pull it off. But then afterwards you can like breathe, like you can exhale and you're just like, oh, I was capable of a whole lot more than I thought. And it went a whole lot better. Do you think I thought I love that? Do you think there's something there? Like it's 
it's probably for it to be a good why it's probably got to be beyond your limits. Yeah. I think it's got to stretch you. I'm not, I'm not sure how to say that exactly, but I think for me, it has to stretch me outside of my comfort zone for sure. Otherwise I think I'm doing things that may just be in what I think is my wheelhouse. Right. You got a, you got a safe spot, a go-to, a game plan. But even for me, like I can do things that should be beyond my limits, but I know in the moment I'm not pressing myself. Right. Yeah. You like, you, you kind of blew somebody away, but you left something on the table. Yes. You know, I guess, does that make sense? Totally. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I, Where'd you go? Yeah. <laughs> there I, you are. Uh, I lost myself. <laughs> Where <laughs> wonderful. did you find yourself? <laughs> uh, wonderful. Uh, no, I, I would agree. I think with both of you and Kyle, what you said, it's for me, something that I actually don't think that like, I don't value it within myself. And when those things are exposed I'm like, Oh, I could do it. And actually it was beneficial. So, it makes me kind of reevaluate my capabilities and even who I think I am um, and what I'm capable of even bringing to the table. Cause for me, it's like, I don't have anything. And then when I attempt or when I try, or if I'm put in a situation where I do need to, I I think be exposed, I think uh, is where, uh, you know, the most growth and like, Oh, I need to kind of, tap more into that because I've been avoiding it. Yeah. So you, you're in the way of you to some degree, your uh-huh. own self doubt. Yeah. hundred percent. And, 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 and I think that's, uh, we'll get there in soon, but I think that for everybody, you have to answer your why, like what was I put here on earth to do? Yeah. And I, I would say, I think it's easy for me to come up with a thousand reasons for why I shouldn't do it. Yes. You know, oh like the why I should is like, well, it's obviously going to be a growth area, but the why I shouldn't is filled with reasons. And th- this reminded me of a quote I read the other day, but it seems to relate to this. Like, why do we assume the voice of the divine or the voice of God? Why do we just assume that it sounds negative right. as opposed to positive? Yeah. I just feel like whatever that is, I read that. I was like, oh, geez, that's yeah. me. And then, but it fits yeah. here. Yeah. Like, here's all the reasons I shouldn't risk, I shouldn't try, I shouldn't set goals, I shouldn't put myself out there, I shouldn't use my voice. And it's going to outweigh, if we're talking numerically, like metrics, oh, yeah. it's going to outweigh the reasons I should. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so good. So we got to get there. We got to get there. So I, I do this camp and I'm on, I am high with no drugs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I promise. I promise. There's no drugs. There's not. I'm high with no drugs. It's a youth camp. It is a youth camp and a conservative, conservative <laughs> youth camp. So couldn't even find any if I wanted to, <laughs> hypothetically, if I wanted to. Um, so, I, but I leave on cloud nine and I think, okay, whatever this is, it feels like I got to keep doing something like that. I have to keep doing something like that. And part of the reason that that was there for me is because I got to craft it myself. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like people who know me be like, well, you have a context to do that in like daily or weekly. Mm-hmm. And I do, but there are certain limitations and confinements that are not bad right. in that context. But for me, it was, oh my goodness, I think I need to pay attention to what's going on inside of me and whatever this is, how can I give space for it? Mm-hmm. How can I, you know, kind of birth this concept? Uh, there was this idea of, well, wait a second. What if I kept using my voice in a way that I got yeah. to craft it? Like, ma- take, like get to, to speak into life on my own terms. That's good. Doesn't that, does that resonate with you? Yeah. Yeah, because I think I'm 34 most of my life. I think I've let, I've lived my life on obvious, like either said or perceived terms that other people or the world has put in place for me. And I mean, I've done that. I've allowed it, but yeah, to, to speak with my voice on my own terms sounds wonderful. 
Yeah, and excruciating for yeah. some. <laughs> and terrifying. That's horrible for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the opportunity of rejection is real high. Yeah. Because to me, the, the, one of the human predicaments is the tension between what you want and what's expected. Totally. Yeah. And if you do what's expected, you get less criticism. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, play by the rules, play by someone's rules. Yep. You, you haven't upset anybody. You haven't, you haven't upset haven't. anybody. But if you are following like what was put inside of you to really come alive, to really live out loud, y you're gonna upset somebody. You're, you just will. Yeah. And it, for me personally, living with disappointment that someone's disappointed That's a in good me word. is it's shattering yeah. to my world. That's a really good yeah. word. I'm with you there. Shattering. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I feel like we just landed on something really good. They're like, oh, oh, okay. This is actually going to cost you something to put skin in the game of living out a dream. Right. You're going to disappoint somebody mm -hmm. because, and people are going to be confused and people aren't, aren't going to understand. So here's the thing. I called several people after this camp and I was like, oh my gosh, I was driving as a six hour drive home. Like, oh my gosh. Okay, how do I? Rec I I've got to do a podcast. Like that just seems to make the most sense. It seems simple. I'm pretty sure I called Jacob. Was like, Jacob, how do we do this? I <laughs> uh -huh. need all of this gear. Like, make this happen. Yeah. I even bought some gear. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But <laughs> thank you. Thank dot, you. Dot, 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 was dot, it the dot. Was it the thing from Home Alone too? <laughs> oh, the talk what's that was called? it the talk boy talk boy or something like that it was talk man i don't know what it was <laughs> no it was a talk boy yeah i think it was right. a talk boy yeah. um oh my gosh i wanted one of those as a kid home loan too ah so good lost in new york <laughs> he records himself <laughs> plays it back in slow motion oh yeah so it sounds like his dad yeah love it <laughs> it was not that <laughs> but it should have been yeah might as well here's the thing it might as well have been because here's here's the challenge that was two years ago yeah at least mm -hmm. so you know what i did I sent that stuff back. Mm -hmm. I didn't makes do me sad for two <laughs> year ago. You what is it is sad, and and I guess that's what the whole one of the whole points is is like that's maybe how dreams get started, and that's maybe how you start to discover things. Like it's in fits and spurts. Yeah, I don't know that it often happens yeah. overnight. But but like whatever that was, it was such a moment of life, and it felt like a seed being planted. To be honest with you, it got buried. Yeah, that was I was going to ask you. So it gets buried. Sounds like it did. So you said that. Yeah. What do you like how much time goes in between like sensing it? Ooh. That that might be too Ooh, that's a good hard question. Of a question, but No, that's a good question. How much time for me? Um It may be different every it, season. It's, it was it's it differed, but it was always there on the back burner. Yeah. It was always there because that was what felt like the dream of mine. Like start something. If I haven't been clear, let me try to be clear. Build a platform mm -hmm. for you. Like build your platform where you can be yourself out loud. That was my dream. Yeah. That was my thing, whatever that is. And I have creative tendencies. So how do we be creative about it? Hence mm -hmm. the publication that we're yeah. working on. Yeah. Um, so that was it for me. And you just helped me segue into a passage that I want to read, uh, because you said how, how long in yeah. between? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was always there, but I feel like that's partially how like the dream, the calling, the why in seed form happens. Like it's always there. It's a slow ache. Yeah. It doesn't develop. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's with you always. It's a low it's discovering it. Maybe. Yeah. Discovering it, protecting it's a low level numbing, like numb, like, Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Once I'm in the quiet of something like that guilt feeling of you didn't do what you said you were going to do. <laughs> I have another question. Okay. go. Once you've found it, whether it's buried for a time or not, do you think inevitably you'll water it? Like it'll come out oh, or do man, you think really at some point you, you do make a choice to cultivate it Let me or destroy it? That's a really good question. And a kind of a scary one. Cause yeah. here's my assumption is I'm not alone. No, I'm, I'm asking that question for you to answer well, it for my, me. Yeah. My assumption is my assumption is whoever's listening, you don't have to be a creative or a communicator or, 
or any of that stuff. Like you have something to offer. Mm -hmm. And first and foremost, what I think people need to get, it's really hard, but in the West, not for people, people are not dumb, but it's really hard to hold on to. You're the gift. Mm -hmm. Like it's you. You're the thing that you're supposed to put on display. What was the quote we just said earlier before the podcast? The, the, the glory of God is Irenaeus. The glory of God is a human being fully alive. Yeah. That. That blows my mind. Yeah. If you get nothing else from this, tattoo that on your forehead. Well, uh, I mean, maybe not, not. my forehead. <laughs> Back thinking backwards. About so when you look in the mirror, you can read it. <laughs> yeah. Jacob just helping you. He's helping you because he loves you. If you do that, you have to do it backwards. Right. So, yes. so everyone else can read it. But the glory of God is a human being fully alive. That's, that's the goal. Right. That's the essence of what it means to be a redeemed human being is to be fully alive. Um, and you're not, it's not shock and awe value. You're not trying to just upset the apple cart. You're trying to be faithful to what is inside of you, which yeah. is we would trust that's some measure of God. Yeah. Yeah. Putting something there that you've got to cultivate, protect and be faithful to. And in doing that, yeah, maybe, maybe it's against the grain. I'm, I also have a question and I don't want it to just turn into a Q and a with Chad of <laughs> your story. Uh, but, uh, with the, per, you know, purchasing, like you had this vision, this dream, and then you sent it back and it took time. Can you name, like, what was it that was fighting your dream? Yeah. Was it, you know, was it disappointment? Was it fear of being exposed that, you weren't capable, like, you know, yes. were you able to figure out what that was that you're like, and I'm just going to send it back because I need more time with, with whatever. Yeah. Well, let me, let me say this. Um, whatever that is for me, it's the same and it's different for others. Mm -hmm. Same as in something is probably inhibiting your own courage and faithfulness to get yourself out there. Different in my hurdle or blockade can be, can have a different form. Yeah. Different shape The you know, the demon takes a different form and I've got my own demons and you've got yours yeah. and uh, whatever that is. So I want to answer that question because okay. I think that's crucial. If anybody's going to get any traction in who they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to offer the world going forward, you have to name that obstacle. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know what's inhibiting you, you're not going to overcome it. Right. So yes, but let me read a passage. Okay. And then we're going to dive into that. Great question. All right. So uh, this, this is, Back in First Kings chapter 19, and, and for you, if you grew up with a religious background, you've probably heard this before. If not, I'll just give you a little context. Uh, there is a prophet named Elijah, and Elijah uh, was raised up to help the king um, basically follow Torah. Torah is... Um, word for the law of God and the Kings were supposed to follow in the old Testament. They're supposed to follow the law of God. They're faithful, faithful to Torah. And then the people would be faithful to Torah. And then that would be invitation to new humanity to the nations around them. So the prophets were raised up because the Kings were in uh, rebel mode. Okay. So we're pretty far along with how wicked the Kings have become in rejecting the ways of God and following their own path, doing whatever they wanted to do. Therefore the people exponentially, there's the leadership principle there. Like as there's exponentially, they're going to go astray Yeah, based on where the leader is. So Elijah comes and confronts the King Ahab at this time. And uh, the King's married to Jezebel confronts Ahab and Jezebel. Jezebel's like a, word that we use for, you know, certain type of person today. Mm -hmm. Um, probably, you know, loosely based on this somewhat. Yeah. So anyways, Elijah confronts and, uh, upsets. He upsets the King and Jezebel and Jezebel is basically like, I want this man killed. So he, he, yeah, he's, he's got a, a, a bounty out or warrant out for him. And so he flees. And we know, typically, we know the rest of this part of the story. Like he goes into a cave. Mm -hmm. He goes into hiding. And um, this is where God comes to visit him. So this is 1 Kings 19, 9 through 13. There he came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Like 
that such a question. Yeah. What are you doing here? And he's going to end with that question too. Uh, and he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only am left and they seek my life to take it away. And then God says to him, so go out and stand on the Mount before the Lord and behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord, and this is the covenantal name for Lord Yahweh, the intimate name of God, was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Oof. Did I just put you to sleep with my voice there? It, at the end? <laughs> it, it, it was a very good storytelling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you're referring to uh, the writer of Kings, <laughs> or more. Well, sorry, me I guess it. you're retelling. Yeah, yeah, as you're reading, like both, both. I think it helps give pause. Yeah. To and yeah, to be able to think. Well, you 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 get this sense um, in reading this that something's up, something's up with what is Elijah running from? He's running. He's fleeing. And then God is always the best questioner. Mm -hmm. He's always got the best questions. Genesis three, like, Hey, where are you guys? Yeah. Like there's no why there's no anxiety or condemnation. His voice is like, just where, where are you? What'd you do? Right. Where are you? Yeah. No no examination. I want to know where you are and here, what are you doing here? And then, and then he says, and then he goes and inside the cave and there is a wind, there's like a tornado and it rips through. And then it says, oh, but Yahweh's not in the thing. Oh, and then there's this like earthquake and it's all, you know, uh, rattling the mountain and then it's Yahweh's not in the thing. And then there's a fire and then it says, but Yahweh's not in the thing. And then there is this really unique Hebrew phrase that says, after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And here's the, here's the thing. That can actually also be translated. There's so much depth and nuance to the text here. That can be translated a thin silence. A thin silence. So you've probably heard it. Still small voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still small voice. Times. Still small voice. And then people talk about this. And like, hey, you, you got to get alone. You got to get away. You got to hear the still small voice of God. He's, it's not in the noise. It's not in the crowd. It's not in the busyness. Okay, but well, that's not not true. It's just so much more than that. Right. It's just such a, there's so much more going on here than I need to have a quiet time. Yeah. Five minutes of quiet. Five minutes of quiet. I need to yeah. be quiet so I can really hear God. And Okay, so because this isn't just possibly low whisper, it's silence. So wait, God's speaking, but nothing's coming out like that. The tension and the paradox of whatever's going on uh, is really counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. What do you see? What do you think when you read, when you hear this passage in light of what we're talking about? Yeah. Just on the heels of like mass destruction, I, I think I have so many like questions that I don't even know can be answered, but it just is like that. The silence had to feel so weighty, heavy, important after all of that. Oh yeah. Like here's all these loud. He's probably like, what's coming next? That's good. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. I'd be terrified. Well, three things elements god is you know in hebrew mindset lord of all creation yeah so he's powerful and has complete dominion over this and it's like he's setting him up and then he's not in it yeah and then in i don't he he comes in like a gentleness Mm. that is completely different than those three things that is like so like yeah it like it makes me feel I don't know, maybe you'd feel held then mm. after all of that to yeah. have silence and like have this like gentleness. Well, that's such a good word. 
there's uh, for me there's so much to say about that would take us like (laughs) in a really good direction but a quite Mm -hmm. bit different direction but just as a one-off that like oh yeah god continually is shy to use his power yeah so if you're expecting it to be this great and powerful uh, invasion it doesn't work like that it just you consistently you see through the text it doesn't work like that yeah but here, here, here's, here's how I see one of the movements in this passage is it's not expected. Like all of these things, oh, here is, you know, the divine showing up to speak to me and right. it's in this. Oh, no, he's not there. Here's the divine showing up. Oh, it's in this. No, it's not there. And then all of a sudden, what's the, you get in this rhythm and this habit of, oh, this is the expectation. And then boom. It's unexpected. Yeah. So to me, like the still silence or thin whisper, whatever it is, whatever's going on, it's not obvious. Right. The divine voice here is not obvious. And so to me, and then he closes out with, what are you doing here? So let's take this back to the context of, you know, is there some relationship to, well, what does that mean for me? Mm -hmm. What does that mean for us? And I would say this. Um, this may not be true of everybody. This isn't a universal, but for me and for many people that I've talked to the, your calling and your gift and your genius that you're supposed to like live out loud with, it's not always obvious. It's not always expected. Like you use the word back burner earlier. Maybe it's clear, but it's so easy to get fuzzy with until like, Oh no all the noises faded away and I'm like confronted with this longing and dream that I've had that I've actually either yeah. cultivated it or killed it. As you said. Yeah. I think confronting is a good word for that. Like it feels significant and you have to do something with it. And yeah, I feel like for you almost have to work harder than to put it back. Yeah. Or I don't know, this might sound dramatic, but like kill a part of yourself or part of you dies to bury that thing again yeah yeah it's not always clear to me it's the it's the uh like what's obvious is your weekly rhythm Mm -hmm. what's clear is what's expected of you what is the earthquake and the wind and the fire is what you're gonna do every week if you're just existing on autopilot and not paying attention to this thin silence within you that demands attentiveness yeah. So how do know. you like? Yeah. How do you pay attention to that? Yeah. Well. <laughs> right. Right. It's it, it's the it's the thing that wakes you up in the middle of the night. Yeah. That haunts you. That says, if I live, if I don't do this, I'll have that regret. Mm-hmm. And so you have to. It's for me. There's your choice. Like you and you answer the question. You asked the question earlier. Will it automatically, you know, happen? I don't think so. Yeah. How many dreams have died with people that they just never risked? They never did it. They never protected it, cultivated. I don't know. Yeah. Something. And so once they, you know, once this happens though, once you get a little more clarity on the dream, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> like you're done because it will, it's like a thorn in you. Yeah. Right. It will antagonize you like, Hey, you're not doing this. You're not paying attention to me. <laughs> yeah. You lose sleep over it. You'll feel maybe sick over it. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll have to, like you said, you will have to make a choice. And at that point in time, you bury the dream. Yeah. And maybe it resurfaces and then you start to protect it. Uh, or maybe you work really, really hard to keep burying the dream, which is yourself. Right. Is you. That's and depressing. Ult- and yeah. And ultimately it's like, the divine genius within you. Like it's God's movement within you to cultivate and pay attention to and like let the spirit loose or free, so to speak. So um, what gets in the way of that? I think it was back to some of your questions. Like what Jacob said, you know, what was that for you? And let me, let me just open this up to you guys real quick. And then I can say like, for me, here was my obstacle. Um, and in naming this, it helped. But even if you're listening, wherever you're listening, like right now, A, can you answer like, what, what's your why? Like, what's your calling, vocation, dream? Maybe you're doing it and it's really clear to you. Or maybe like 
it's the thing that you keep putting off because um, you're afraid, uh, because a laundry list of this is not a good season. Um, Maybe it's the thing that you buried 10 years ago. And now, (laughs) fortunately or unfortunately for you, we're trying to wake it up. (laughs) Yeah. So what, what's, what about for you? The why? Yeah. What gets, well, what gets in the way? Um, a whole lot of fear. Yeah. So, uh, could you a whole give lot of that, fear and doubt. Could you give that fear and doubt like phrases? Like what? Yeah. Doubt that my voice matters enough for people to want to hear what I have to say. Um, fear that once I say the thing, my doubts will be confirmed by their like either reaction or their um, inaction. Like maybe they don't respond at all. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that thing. Like I've spent so long silencing my voice and now I did it and it didn't go like I'd hoped. Uh, so yeah, fear that my like internal negative voice will be like, see, I told you. And with that comes embarrassment. I'm terrified of embarrassment. Uh, you know, so it's just easy. It's very easy to like not. embarrassment, like making a fool of yourself for sure. Yeah. yeah. Saying the wrong thing, rambling, not making any sense. I could go on and on. Yeah. No. So it's what I hear you say is like, it, we, we almost can set it up to fail. And then when it does fail, we're like, see it's confirmation. I, yeah. I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have tried it. Everything within me and without me says like, no, you shouldn't have done this. Yeah whatever that is. Yeah. I was just reading about defense mechanisms and that kind of speaks to that for me as, as I reading it, I was like, Oh, I do all these things to set it up so that if it goes as badly as expected, it's like, it kind of lessens the blow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that it, makes sense, but I, it's just, it kind of validates like, Oh, see, I knew. Yeah. I was like, right. It actually makes me right. Yeah. So for me, cause I'm very similar and I would say like, I think the reason why Kyle and I are good friends and Chad and I are good friends is, because I think that there are relatable, like our downfalls are relatable. Mm-hmm. And so we know how to support each other mm-hmm. through those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a ton of self doubt. And so if I can, you know, I always tend to be the pessimist and paint something where, well, then if it succeeds, well, this, that's the silver lining. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I did it. <laughs> it, but it's typically completely driven by underachievement yeah as opposed to actually pushing for growth or something new or something unexpected yeah you just reminded me of one of the reasons we don't try and give ourselves fully like we talked about earlier beyond our own limits is because our hearts might actually break yeah because one of the uh ways uh, that we just try safely, it's really a protection of the heart. For sure. And if I just give myself fully and it's beyond my limits and I risk and I put myself out there, well, that's vulnerable. Yeah. And you really do open yourself up to uh, heartbreak, to wound. But it's like, okay, live with a half alive, protected heart or live with a fully alive, broken one. I don't. Yeah. Seems now to be, I would take that. Now, right. Yeah. Right. So, so for me, you like, this is, this was a wrestling match. What are you giggling at? I just, yeah, it's all <laughs> right. It's hindsight. And so what do you I, mean? Uh, I, for me, a lot of, a ton of the, all of my baggage, right? It's my past. It's built up and hindsight. I wish I could, you know, tell the younger self, the person that's being bullied that is starting to build up these defense mechanisms and building these walls to protect to mm-hmm. for security, which is, you know, lay low feeling devout, you know, any of those things. And it's just like, no, I you just try. Yeah. Because it's so much harder to freaking climb out of the hole that you've dug and, or to tear the walls down that you've built up. And so I, it is, it's, it's looking back and yeah, I just want to be able to say, no, just don't. And that's, and that to me, that's why it's first Kings 19. Mm-hmm. It's counterintuitive. It's not what you'd expect. It's not as obvious as you think. Like it's always going to be some measure of, oh no, no, it's, 
it's backwards. Like if I want to catch the sun, I'm not going to keep running west as fast as I can and just get faster. Right. I'm going to have to turn around and go east. Right. I'm going to have to figure out how to um, out outsmart myself with my normal intuition. Like, oh, well, I would intuitively think that. Um, but I got to counter that if we're going to yeah. get some growth traction. Yeah. And I, I think I've learned that it takes a, an insane amount of energy for me to, for all the why nots to yeah. like, you know what I mean? To like, to continue to say, well, don't do it for this reason. Don't do it for that. It actually sounds like I'm saving myself the potential for heartbreak, mm-hmm. like you said, mm-hmm. but what I'm actually doing is living some sort of half life, but I'm expending so much energy oh, orchestrating good. everything. And I like, like death grip of control on every situation. So like I don't look foolish. So mm. I don't get embarrassed. So I don't confirm this feeling of like worthlessness that I feel inside or have felt for so long. So it's like I'm depleted, but somehow it doesn't feel that way. But the opposite is, yeah, I might have a broken heart, but I probably sleep better at the end of the night. Yeah, I probably good. feel mm. like peace the next day or, or at some point down the line. Cause I did the thing that was terrifying. It's like a good exhaustion. It's yes. a wholehearted exhaustion yeah. mm-hmm. versus like a half-hearted, like I'm depleted because I've just been working so hard to protect myself. Yeah. 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 And I, and I feel like whatever that is, is can be true in any situation. It can yeah. be in intimate relationships. It can be in career. It can be in, you know, little side projects, kind of like what we're doing mm-hmm. here. Like any of that can be like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get through life just protecting my heart. But the challenge is like you just said, well, that takes a lot of effort yeah. and a lot of energy and you're going to be depleted um, as opposed to like a wholehearted exhaustion, gave yourself to it, yeah. um, maybe broke yourself a little bit, but it was like, oh yeah, blood, sweat and tears. Isn't that the yeah. point? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. There's this, uh, this reminded me of this uh, 1979 Abraham Heschel, Rabbi Abraham Heschel, just brilliant, brilliant contributor um, uh, to w- with wisdom life, Jewish scholar. And he's in 1979, he's in an interview, 30 minute interview. um, And he says this, they ask him, what would you tell young people today? Most brilliant, brilliant response ever. This is 79. Mm -hmm. He says, I would tell them that life is about struggle, not comfort. Mm. And I thought, oh my goodness, like how far ahead of, of the game was he? And like, life is supposed to be about some type of wrestling match of like engaging with suffering on a deep level. That's normal. Yeah. We don't want it to be. No, we don't want it to be normal. We want to reject it. We want to think I can get away with this and it won't cost me anything, but it's always going to cost you in the arena of life. It's supposed to. It's and, and so life is about struggle. So I had this wrestling match for two years and I remember, um, I'm not an, uh, regular, journaler, mm-hmm. but I remember um, I'm kind of a spotty, spotty journaler. <laughs> um, I know it's important. Sometimes like, oh, oh shoot, I really got to take some time. I'm, this is a confession to you because I know you're a pretty regular. <laughs> I'm, I'm confessing. Thanks. I feel hey, guilty. No judgment. Talking about journaling. Kyle has his, he's got his journal, journal here, his, his curiosity. Him. Um, <laughs> right. <now>. Yes. <laughs> but here's, here's my thing. Here's like surface level things that got in the way. Like I'll do it later. Like, it doesn't really matter. I'm too busy. Here was the core, one core sentence of what was was killing me. I wrote this down in my journal uh, several times. Someone is already doing it, and they're doing it better. Mm. Like, why do it? People are already saying things like that, and they're a lot better than you are. Why paint it? Why write it? Why create it? It's already being done mm-hmm. and they're better than you are but they're not you yes exactly so they're yeah you're unique yes which which uh, we'll wrap up here in a few minutes but that is that is one of the things at the end is there's there's no other person that can fill the void on this earth that you were created to fill Right. It cheapens you a whole lot to yeah. think that. Yeah. And like, what does it matter? <laughs> the whole point is that you're faithful to what's going on inside, not with the outcome. Right. That's the point. 
Yeah. So um, that that was part of that was a huge one for me. Someone's already doing it, and they're better. Because yeah. I I like to listen to podcasts and communicators, mm. and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm I'm not this guy. Yeah. I'll never. Yeah, I can same, never measure. Same up. thing. I think when I hear Chad. Oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. whatever. Yeah, Jacob relates. Uh-huh. <laughs> but 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 to our listeners. Can you name that? Can you name, you know, is it self-doubt? Is it self-condemnation? Is it some type of worth issue? Like, well, why would I do that? Because nobody's going to like it. Mm -hmm. A, that's, again, that's not the core issue. The core issue is what's inside of you and can you cultivate it, protect it, um, be faithful to it? Um, so, So practically, two things that helped me, two things that helped me like, get this thing unburied, dust the shelves off, get the seat out. I told, I started to tell more people about mm-hmm. it. Told Jacob about it. I told you, Kyle, mm-hmm. I started to tell other people, other friends like, Hey, I think I want to do this. Like I want to do this podcast. I want to do a publication with it. And like you said earlier, that creates well, accountability. Yeah. 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 Just naming it is like, Oh, now I have to own it at a deeper level. Because I have to see that person. Like we, we, the three of us see each other all the time. Yeah. yeah. Tell somebody you see because you won't want to face them again. <laughs> For sure. And they're like, hey, did you start that project? Did you create that thing in your basement yet? And you're yeah. like, oh gosh, I'm avoiding yeah. it. A year later, they're like, why hasn't he talked to me in a while? <laughs> oh, that's it. He, he didn't do that. Yeah. So make sure that it's not just someone that's around you, but yes. actually someone who cares about yeah. you. Yeah. Because... <laughs> The person that is just around you is not going to follow up with Exactly. You. What do you call that? Like, why shame? <laughs> you have why shame. You're not doing what you're created to do, yeah. and you feel terrible They actually it. probably have grace for you, but you are telling yourself yes. terrible things. <laughs> yes. People are usually a lot more gentle with us than we are for sure. with ourselves. So I told somebody, and the second thing I did in telling somebody is, uh, I remember you and I meeting up, mm-hmm. Kyle, meeting up and saying, just me dreaming out loud. Yeah. And saying, Hey, like, can we do this together? Cause I firmly believe like, um, collaboration is key yeah, in a I lot love of it. these things. You got to have a team around you cause you can't you know, do it all by yourself. And the team is going to offer something that you can't do it. Yeah. And it's just so good. So that makes me smile a lot, but it was like, Hey, let's put a date on it. Yeah. Let's put like, okay, when are you going to start? When are you going to do that? When are you going to execute it? And that was hard. Does that cause anxiety in you yeah for sure totally and it was like oh great now this actually means something like now we've made like a blood pact or something <laughs> like oh, here it comes wait did we didn't jacob no. did we asked jacob <laughs> to cut himself he did. I, I thought we were doing it at the beginning of the podcast out over here but it's like it's like what tony robbins says like don't talk about it Put it on the calendar. Yeah. Talk about it, fine. And then move that to an actual calendar because then that means you're doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. do the thing. And I wonder how much we equate talking with doing. I think that happens a lot. I think yeah. the talking is the earthquake and the fire and the wind. Like, oh, Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then you you don't ever actually do it, but yeah. somehow you've deceived yourself because you talked about it a yeah. lot. Ooh. It yeah. feels good to talk about it. Ooh. Ideas are fun. Yeah. Collaboration's fun. Yeah. Doing is sometimes scary and hard. And it is usually doesn't turn out exactly how you expect it. It doesn't feel yeah. the same way either. Yeah. So there could be like this sense of like, grieving something what's like not a for me i'm a pretty high perfectionist so to be like oh it wasn't exactly as we dreamt it yeah so i gotta let go of that because it won't be but it'll still be wonderful i think that what you just said is gold like it's never going to be exactly how you dreamt it in the moment there's always going to take shape and form and nuance and color but that's the beauty of it yeah for sure that's the beauty of it can you like give birth to the thing but then let it go and like let it take the form that it's supposed to. Yeah. Oh man, I feel like that's something there. Let me let me wrap this up. Uh, let me wrap this up. Um, so uh, this is this is our this is my why, mm-hmm. and I feel like we each have similar whys that are going to overlap, different yeah. like uh, forms in that. Um, can you name your why? Can you name like why you are here? And what's going on inside the thin, still voice, the thin silence, the dream that's on the back burner, the slow ache that is agitating you. Can you name it? Can you name what's in the way? Like, oh, geez, here's like 10 reasons, core reasons why I haven't 
had that conversation, wrote that book, um, composed that song, um, led my team in this way, you know, led my family in that way. It doesn't just have to be uh, purely in an artistic sense. I think creativity is generativity. And so everyone's called to create from deep, deep places. Um, it reminds me of this uh, passage from Matthew 13. And uh, Jesus says, he's talking to uh, disciples who will come from uh, scribes and Pharisees. And he said, every scribe who's been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. And I think of this training that we're all doing in life, this cultivating of the self, that you get to a certain point where you have to go in the storehouse and you have to be faithful to what's going on in the storehouse and you have to protect it and preserve it and bring it out, even though people may look at it and criticize it mm-hmm. and judge you and people may think, well, that's out of bounds. You can't be that or you know, whatever that may be, but it's our responsibility to be faithful to that. Yeah. And Kyle, you said earlier, like, there's no other you. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And I'll, I'll leave you with a quote from uh, Bono, musician, you too. And he said this, I'm a musician. I write songs. I just hope when the day is done, I've been able to tear a little corner off the darkness. Mm. That's good. That's so good. <laughs> that, that's, you know, a lot of things deserve a wall or something. Um, but whatever you are, you know, you're a poet you're creative, you're an author, you're a leader, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you're a mom, you're a, whatever this is, you are supposed to be here. And your why is to bring out something on the inside that's there, protect that flame so that you can tear a little corner off the darkness. We're not trying to tear the whole thing out. You can't do it. It's too big. But you are here to tear your corner off the darkness with the light that you've been given. So thank you guys so much for being here with me. Thank you. It's friends. It's fun. Thank you listeners. All two or three of you. Well, (laughs) I'm happy. I don't care. (laughs) Three of four. I'll listen. (laughs) Jacob will re-listen. I won't. (laughs) Nope. Not me. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Be looking for our first publication, the subversive. It's the interrogative issue. The one about questions where all good publications are given away. That's where it (laughs) will be. And we look forward to joining you next week on the subversive. Thanks for listening to The Subversive. Be sure to hit subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.